0: Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. In this episode, we welcome Ulane Vilumets. Ulane is a leader at the Estonia's e-residency program. A former startup founder herself, Ulane has spent the last decade building a travel platform, but we'll hear about Ulane's entrepreneurship experience and her international sales background and how she has been leading Estonia's pioneering e-residency program and working to expand it to top target markets. Ulanu, welcome. How are you doing today?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I am perfect. I'm perfect. I'm just so glad that we've reconnected again. I know we spoke several weeks ago, and um, you were describing to me about yourself, but uh, but also about the program. And um, really great to have you back here. Um, speaking with me and really keen to hear about you so I know where you're based but just for the for the uh, the purposes of our audience and uh, benefits of our audience here tell us where are you based
1: Yeah, so I'm based in Tallinn Estonia and uh, and Estonia for those that are not uh, maybe maybe very familiar with it Estonia is a, is a tiny country um just independent for about 31 years um so it's uh it's uh it's a very young country um it's a country where a lot of things happen very quickly and and um it where it's possible to do things that maybe are not possible in some bigger bigger larger countries um so i'm very happy to uh, be working for the government in a country where government can actually move quicker than in some places in the world. <laughs>
0: and, and and you know what, Olani, I can vouch for Tallinn and for Estonia because I've been there. The Baltics is a. Uh, I've been to a couple of countries there, Latvia and, and Estonia. And I can I can definitely say these are beautiful, beautiful countries to to visit. but uh, it's also quite interesting that you mentioned about um, you working for the government. But before we actually delve into that, keen to hear about you. I mean, like you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader in your own right. Tell us a little bit about your your personal and professional journey, the kind of the intersection behind. It. Where did it all begin?
1: So I actually uh, my, my background from from my earlier years is actually from HR. I was uh, I was doing uh, recruiting, training, uh, developing salespeople for years and years in real estate, in direct sales. Um, so so that was that was where I where I started from and then uh, moved on to entrepreneurship uh, in 2010 when um, I started with a good friend of mine, developing a hobby project into an actual company. So we had been um, both big travelers um, by today. I think I've been to more than 50 countries in the world. Um, so have my children, by the way, <laughs> my my um, six year old has been to 30 countries. Um, so, so we started uh, taking this like passion for travel. Mm-hmm. And building a, a couple of services out of that so so in in Estonia in the Baltics, we uh, hosted incoming travelers to um kind of like unique and and uh friendly day trips to places where normal tourists would never go so like instead of just showing the beautiful places, we also took them to something that was like off the ordinary like a like an old flooded quarry um on the territory of a prison uh, you know places like that where <laughs> Whereas a traveler, you, you you wouldn't even know about this, like you, you wouldn't know this exists. So, so we took um, over the years, like tens of thousands of people uh, on different day trips and, and tours in Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then we were publishing uh, city guides on the Baltic capitals and also Helsinki, uh, even did one for Berlin at some point that was listing interesting uh, hidden um, bars, shops, restaurants, uh, Um, design, you know, studios, things like that. Um, And then paper started kind of becoming obsolete you know at some point in travel you know like you used to always travel with these big lonely planet books
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I don't know if you've done that <laughs> I've,
0: I've i've done that i can i, I can tell you i I think i've actually got a couple of them in my
1: book oh so i still do as well and, and so like it started it started kind of like becoming obsolete and roaming got really cheap and and so we took that same idea that we had done with our paper guides and we started building a travel platform called like a local which was uh which was uh what you'd consider like a, like a like a startup right so we won a few competitions we got some financing we raised like half a million of euros from from estonian and foreign investors and uh, we built the platform where uh, locals and travelers could interact and find out like you know what what is recommended by somebody who's a local um in a place and uh, and yeah so we we grew that until we had about half a million monthly visits to the website which was uh which which was good. Um but then at at some point we kind of burned out ourselves as well. So 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 yeah, we had to we had to make a decision on what to what to continue with. And then uh, also COVID came. <laughs> 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 but if there's one um one industry where um It really hasn't like recovered quite as high as it as it has uh, been uh, in 2019 then then that's definitely travel so so i still have i still have shares in the few companies that i uh, was involved with one of them does uh, one-way transfers in central europe so taking people from um, one place to another with sightseeing stops on the way uh, called side trip tours, and uh, I, but but this is more at the moment like more like a, like a hobby rather than my my full time activity. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, Lana it's it's just refreshing to hear about uh, you know not only this the, the the starting of the company, but also the countries that you've visited and how you've actually uh, enabled other visitors to have an experience, right? Um, yeah, I
1: think this is one of my passions. like give even, even yeah. today, if I meet somebody who says that they're coming to Estonia, that I'm I'm literally willing to like take them around myself, you know, to 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 drag them to some places that they would otherwise not find. So this is kind of a, I don't know, very very uh, big big passion of mine.
0: yeah yeah so 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 i'm I'm, curious now so is there is there one or maybe you've already mentioned this but one thing that nobody knows about you in your journey as a leader
1: one thing that nobody knows about me mm-hmm. uh, i i i actually honestly think that i'm actually like a really i'm i'm, I'm probably not a good um Leader in that sense that uh, mm-hmm. I have no uh, um, I have no creativity to figure things out myself uh, uh, that didn't exist before. So I have a I have a business partner who is the one who's always the brain behind the services that we launch or that we yeah. have built, and I'm the one who is the executor. So I'm the one who actually like gets the team behind it, gets the people together, gets uh, gets the gets the things going, but like. It, like the, the the one pioneer who who figures things out or just is is super creative and notices the opportunities that in in our tandem it's not me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well that, that you know what that's that's your superpower. You know, you you bring the experience to life.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Through execution, right? Yeah. yeah so
1: he's got he's got the ideas. I'm the one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that. you you bring it to life in the most best experience. <laughs> Uh, okay, no wonderful no i'm 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 really I'm really uh glad to hear how you just described that, but also from uh from a listener's perspective and from everyday people who are looking to travel and so forth so that's that that's really uh, that's really amazing so um so you mentioned previously at the start and uh we introduced about the e-residency program that you are leading. And you've got a team, obviously, and so forth. But um, keen to hear about how you're you're growing your network of partners and how you're raising awareness about you know the Estonian business environment. So, um, if you feel free to share any collateral if you'd like, and and let's talk to 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 it. How did it all start, and where you're at in 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 that journey of the e residency program. And what, what what exactly is is it all about?
1: What is it? <laughs> Sorry, what is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, let me let me share. Um, uh, well, actually, actually, I can't share. Uh, I oh wait,
0: hang on, hang on. Uh, I will. There we go. You can share it now.
1: So just a quick maybe slide here. Um, <coughs> if you can awesome.
0: See it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, go for it.
1: so 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 the Estonian e-residency program is is for me personally it's like a like a very um good extension of what I've been doing until now so like I've been I've been in a business of selling Estonia as a a travel destination but like a place where you can discover something interesting that you haven't seen uh, before and now moving on to promoting my country or, or, or sharing about my country, um, the things that it's it's unique for in the business world, um, which is being a very digital country. Um, it's something that uh, has always like, it's, it's mind boggling how, how countries that are huge and you consider them so much more advanced than your own, um, but they get surprised about things that are very natural or or, or have been around forever in Estonia. So, so in 2003, for example, I was working in the United States and when I was describing them the way Estonians declared their taxes every year, uh, which just happened by the way, it was the, the tax season just, just happened in March. Most of us have our tax declarations for the last year pre-filled um, because government has such good connections to all the private services databases so like you would have your you would have your revenues in there already. You would have most of the deductions in there already, like things that you have spent on uh, education, uh, your mortgage interest, your pension funds, your um, education costs for your children, things like that. Most of it is, is pre-filled. Um, some of us have to add some things, such as uh, income from uh, shares in, in various uh, companies or, or other investments. So so it's, it's all pre-filled and for... About ninety percent of the population, it takes three clicks to go next, next, approve, <laughs> and and your whole tax season is is finished for last year. Wow. So when I was describing that in two thousand and three to Americans, they were they were just like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> it could never happen," you know, and 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 and. Fast forward 20 years i mean it still has hasn't happened in many countries that that you do your taxes this way so so estonia um, started this already in the 90s uh, tax office was our first public service that went completely online like that but but we started it in 90s knowingly that that we're going to build a country where you don't have an army of civil servants Uh, who uh, lift papers from one pile to another Um, but we will have a very agile and and digital public sector so so we've been successful at that we have 99% of our public services online you might you might wonder what the 1% is
0: yes (laughs) what is the 1% (laughs) it's not
1: possible to get married online yet or divorce So so these are the two only things that Estonians cannot do online, Um, although we can now submit the application to get married um, that you have to do one month in advance uh, online. Uh, So so it's already moving like a little bit towards that, that you can do parts of the parts of the activity online. But um, for example, with COVID. We made um, our property purchase uh, also available through e notary, so so you could sit on your couch and you, you could be at the notary meeting virtually, um, authenticated securely, your identity is, 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 is proven, um, and you buy property without leaving your own home. So this, is, this, this was the last addition to the list of this 99% of public services being online. So e residency is nothing but giving this access mm-hmm. that our residents and citizens have enjoyed for 20 something years, to those that are not living here. Uh, so e-residency card is simply a digital, how to say a digital login, except for it's not just the username and a password. It's something that is the highest security level um, on world scene as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely in the European Union uh, AIDAS uh, framework, which is the, the framework for electronic signatures. Um, so it's something that is 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 secure. Um, your identity is really um, like it's equal to your real identity in real life like normally you would show your passport this is my face this is my name you know this is me mm-hmm. it's, it's as secure so e-residents are able to take advantage of what, what Estonia has built by logging into mainly our business services because like you wouldn't have your health records here you wouldn't have your child's grades you know or, E-school system. If you don't live here, but what you what you can do with this is that you can actually log in and establish a company in Estonia, Amazing. and do that fully online. Um, keep uh, managing that company fully online um, with the help of e residency card and declare all your taxes, all your other um, mandatory things that you have to do when you're running your business, like applying for licenses or you know whatever it is. Do that all without leaving your home with the help of this card so i'm not going to show any more slides i think but um but basically that was that was the main uh, main thing i wanted to share today
0: amazing um you know it, it, it just sounds so futuristic
1: <laughs> it comes <laughs> in a way doesn't it but yeah the, i mean yeah. like i'm not saying i'm not saying that it's all perfect because estonians are super picky about everything digital so we're Constantly frustrated, actually, with our with our digital services. We're like, we're it's, it's not good enough. Like we we, yeah. we it's a yeah. fast outfit. <laughs>
0: yeah. So 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 yeah. Just on that note, I was just quite keen to hear. You know, this is kind of a dream for 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 me. I'm I'm you know biggest advocate of of anything digital. Um, if there is one thing that can make my life simpler, and remove any roadblocks, I want to do that. I mean, I do have. Um, you know I'm you know we're in the midst of doing you know property um, adjustments at the moment you know personally and some of the vendors and some of the areas that I'm interacting with are asking for physical copies of my passport and I have to get it certified and physical copies and so forth and whilst there's some other segments that are a little bit more mature and digital but it sounds like you know when you look at from a government perspective and from a digital infrastructure perspective and how you've actually brought this e-residency as you mentioned the majority is digital infrastructure which is great and you mentioned about some challenges what what, what are some of the challenges that just coming out of out of the digital environment that you're uh, that you've put in place
1: well first of all what, what I have to what I have to say like one thing we did really right um already in the 90s is the architecture how we built it up the main main right. obstacle in uh, in creating a fully digital state is that uh, people are afraid that if there's one like central database then then if that gets attacked or 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 you know something happens and that, that that's it's a major threat you know because it's all all in one place right and what estonia did is is instead build uh a series of databases that interact with each other so it's like a once only principle um when when i have a child i name my child in the population registry and i say that okay this is their personal code they are now a person right and the the services that need this information will pull this in through X-Road, which is which is the highway between the databases, so to speak. Yeah. So, so for example, if I would now go to the Social Security um, department, they would know, they would like I wouldn't have to present any separate paper now about my child being born or the birth certificate or anything like that. They they would they would pull that in as like, oh, we see you have a new baby. And they've gone a step further now they have developed proactive service so once this information comes in on the background that i have a new baby i will get an email like you would get a notification from facebook or linkedin or somewhere that tells you what you have to do so Mm -hmm. they would send me an email go like okay here's 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 the the benefits you are now eligible for please tick the boxes
0: yeah (laughs) yeah okay
1: so so the, the, the architecture has been set up really well what we are struggling with or or what we what as, as the residency program at least like what our dream is 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 still to make this process of application um checking the background of the person and giving them certain rights before they have the residency card faster because it is a government issued id and because of the because of the security levels um it still takes like up to you know four to four to six weeks to actually get that card and be able to start using the Estonian digital services, for, which in the digital world seems forever, right? Like four yeah, to six yeah. weeks, it seems forever. After that, everything is instant. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, we did, at London Tech Week last June, we uh, uh, broke our own world record by establishing a company online on the stage of the opening uh, ceremony, um, 15 minutes and 33 seconds to get the company up and running in the registry of Estonian uh, state. Um, after that, everything is so fast. But like that that part before, where we actually verify you, where we where we check your background, where we make sure that you don't have any criminal records from 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 your home country that are that are um, you know an obstacle of us approving you as an e-resident. So so like this process still is 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 quite lengthy, and and we're looking for ways how to make this shorter, how to make this uh, um, how to give a certain access before you have the physical card or or things like that so we're looking to make it faster
0: so our architecture fairly mature and and continuing to to mature but from a process perspective optimizing optimizing it bringing the compressing the timelines and and so forth that's that that's great to hear Olana tell us a a little bit more about how you're bringing this uh you know reality you know the e-residency program Um, How are you expanding, you know, awareness to other countries globally? Where are you more mature? Which continents are you more mature? And and, um, what are your, what's your vision around that?
1: So I lead the team here at the program that is responsible for partnerships in target markets as well as uh, ecosystem development. So, so what we try to do is that we support the entrepreneur, the foreign entrepreneur as, as, as well as we can with my team. And we also and we also go out and, and really like raise the awareness in the target markets. Um, what, what we've discovered is is, 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 is really funny um, that we initially when we launched the program in 2014, um, we thought that this would mainly be attractive to those that are outside the European Union, people who uh, people who need a business base inside the single market, and and they would, you know, they, this this is the main use case that they would want this. But what what we learned on the way is that there is a number of European Union countries where digital services are subpar, and and like the the the, the level of of the e residency interest from big countries such as Germany, Spain, Italy, France is, is huge. So, so it's actually an alternative to a lot of people right here, you know, on our doorstep who, um, who want to build their business in a more agile and more digital environment. So, so this is, this is something that's been very kind of interesting learning experience that we actually now have uh, over half uh, the majority of the residents are uh, from European countries. So, uh, so it's not the, it's not the, it's not the people outside that that are wanting to to build a base here. Uh, UK is number seven, um, so UK is is you know used to be a European country now it's like outside the European Union, but but there's still a good case of of UK entrepreneurs needing to to use e residency. Um, what we do is that we have um, a lot of events that we do in target markets, but also partnerships where where we look for players that actually. In one way or the other, already facilitate entrepreneurs finding the better jurisdiction or 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 better tax environment or better um, better place to build their business, such as for example tech startups. Um, you, I don't know if you know this, but Estonia has uh, built unicorns such as Bolt, uh, Wise, um, Skype. <laughs> we don't consider that a startup anymore, right? But um, so so it's it's for a lot of company owners, this is a place where to come and build your business. And, and for example, VC funds, um, dif- different, the different other institutions, um, accelerator programs, they see Estonia as, as a good place where to tell their, uh, applicants to go and set up in, because how easy things are here, uh, later when you have to raise funds or when you have to give stock options to your employees or team members, it's, it's hassle-free in Estonia. Um, whereas, you know, in some countries you receive, a for every transaction, you receive a package of, of, of 800 pages on paper from the notary. Um, so, so this is kind of the, the, um, yeah. So we look for these players in the market that already facilitate entrepreneurs deciding where to set up and, and try to create these partnerships.
0: Yeah. So you you mentioned some great things there about the ecosystem and and you know obviously bridging some of the uh, the infrastructure that you've got with uh, some of these partner companies or partner partner businesses. Um, and you've you've already alluded to a lot of this, but you know from your view, thinking about e residency and if if I'm a business leader or a partner looking to Grow my business in Europe, or um, let's say considering Estonia or wanting to consider Estonia. What types of conversation should these leaders be having within their companies um, in light of setting up and so forth?
1: So, so if you think about if you think about like you know Europe, um, let's say like the single market area. You you want to sell your product and service to to markets where you have the biggest you know product market fit or where you have the biggest market per se. So like like the, the typical countries you'd want to you know go to would still be the ones that have the biggest populations or that have the biggest uh, biggest amount of customers in 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 one language uh, um, one cultural room. Right? Estonia is not a market. Please do not think of expanding your business to. Estonia as a as a <laughs> as a market because we are 1.3 million people here. Well, um, it's it's not a market. It's a it's a test group uh, for a lot of services. So so um, but 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 the thing is that because it's European Union, because it's one um, kind of coherent legal framework in a way, you don't have to be established always in the exact same country where your customers are located. Um, so, so I I suggest that Estonia could be the place where you could set up the the quickest, where it's easiest to get things going, to test your product market fit within the European Union, um, thanks to the fact that you don't like have high cost in in later like you know deciding to go elsewhere. Um, so, so it's just a really good entry point um,
0: yeah. Yeah. to consider. Yeah, and- yeah, go on.
1: So, so for example, like uh, um, uh, for for UK entrepreneurs, the 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 ones that I've I've talked to a lot recently, um, what they're experiencing like post Brexit is that, um, let's say you are do like I have this one one e resident company owner who is uh, doing uh, research projects on on different uh, crime categories, and he does a lot of uh, research that is funded by European Commission um now post brexit he is evaluated worse in those tenders um forbidding to to do a project because of data protection issues because of you know like you're not in the same sort of like there might be further divergence with the uk in the future so it's considered a risk to work with a company that is registered in the uk so so like Having, having a base inside the EU is very important in certain sectors. It's the same with e-commerce because the way the goods are moving, uh, the way they have to pay uh, customs taxes, the way, the way you can move them around and ship them, um, there's a lot of obstacles. So like you might want to reconsider how you built your company. Um, I talked to a, a jewelry um, seller that has a factory in Italy, uh, his legal entities in the UK, but he sells both to the UK and to European Union. So now to source his products from Italy, technically the UK entity buys them, they cross the border twice. Yeah. To yeah. sell them back to European Union customer, they cross the border twice, there's two times of tax. So, yeah. so you have to think of like how do I restructure my business in a way that this this European Union single market part is efficient, uh, low cost for me. And the UK part is efficient and low cost for me. So, so, mm-hmm. so this, this is this kind of, um, yeah. This, this is what I, what this is what I help. Yeah. <laughs> <people>. and <laughs> and
0: you've summarized it very well. I mean, like in essence, the crux of your model is access, and um, you, you know, making you know cross borders borderless. <laughs> you, you know, from a from a digital standpoint perspective, it's, which means.
1: Or you've, you've guessed one of our slogans borderless borderless business
0: oh <laughs> there we go the, these are some of my favorite words these days you know <laughs> uh, because we are we are evolving as 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 an as a as an as an ecosystem in different dimensions and now is the time to be thinking even more borderless you know we're talking about artificial intelligence and and so forth at this point you know so um yeah uh, i I'm, I'm i'm glad that you actually gave some great examples for people businesses and leaders who need to be thinking about how they can get access and enable their products or their business to grow through e-residency program that provides that infrastructure yeah so that's that's just a great example and, and you mentioned about different industries and different sectors which makes it more applicable to pretty much everyone
1: if i may suggest one more uh, quite like uh, unique use cases is, is is where founders of a company are from different countries themselves you know like today yeah. like a lot of people are creating companies where you know the programmer is in one country the cto the cto or the programmer and then like the the mm-hmm. business brain is in the other one and it's unimaginable how hard it is to start a business together when you're when you're different citizenships different residencies get together and and you have to decide now like where where do you where do you set up and you set up in the country of one person one probably has to travel because there's no like digital access there's no infrastructure for something like this and and so these are these are my favorite cases where where um a german co-founder says he has a he has a co-founder in india or sri lanka or somewhere and like they've never met the, in real life they they've only met virtually but they're building a service together you know so yes. so it's these cases where where you really need the the borders to go away <laughs> you <Absolutely>. from this
0: <laughs> absolutely and 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 you're a great enabler to that ecosystem um that, that that that's amazing Ulane. i'm curious to hear i mean you know we are um you know, with you know, we faced the pandemic. You mentioned about pandemic, um, albeit different from what you're doing currently. Uh, but also, we've got you know some of the economic challenges and economic shock, shocks that are happening across different parts of the globe. Some impacted more than others. Uh, what uh, what changes are you seeing companies facing, or what 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 challenges are you seeing companies facing, or how are you Navigating through that personally or you know professionally within within your program as well.
1: I guess I guess the challenges are similar to e-residents uh, as they are to to any other entrepreneur. Uh, what we're seeing in the tech sector is that uh, the the there, there are layoffs, there are uh, um, investment decisions are postponed or like they're more conservative. You know, so so companies really have to. Um, figure out how they can, uh, mitigate some of those risks that, that are in the, in the external environment at the moment. And what I, what I'm seeing is that, uh, thanks to the, thanks to the fact that, you know, like it's, it's, it's not very costly, um, to keep a business or to, to have an entity in Estonia. It's something that really helps uh, entrepreneurs to, to at least like, uh, avoid that one risk of like you know let's say i have to put my activity on hold for the moment or i have to i have to wait or and see like whether it actually makes sense to launch at the moment estonian entity or estonian business environment doesn't doesn't uh, come with a, a lot of law um, firms needing to consult you on different uh, transactions it's it's very do-it-yourself kind of environment where let's say you started out as a business that did one thing but you had to pivot there's no like there's no obstacle in changing the main field of activity just You know, by starting to do a different thing under the same company, so it's like it's very it's very flexible in that sense, and it takes this one nagging problem away. You know that I have to also I have to also figure out whether I'm like compliant with everything. You know, so this is I think this is this is like you know one one good thing about this, and and I'm not saying that it helps you to completely avoid the challenges that are in our economic. climate at the moment but it definitely does help you to to at least reduce one uh, set of problems which have to do with the with the jury to say the jurisdiction problems and the, the legal problems
0: yeah no wonderful well Lani, let's talk a little bit about you um share with us one or two things that's your secret formula to your success <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I just get really wired up about things that I do. So, so I think, I guess if I, you would ask people around me, then that, that would be the one thing that they, that they bring out. I have never done anything in my life where I don't fully believe in what I'm doing. Um, whether it's uh, whether it's how much I've thought sales experience contributes to your you know your your discipline your your personal skills from my from my past with being a recruiter for sales jobs mm-hmm. to building my own company to now promoting my country it's like I, I've never been in a field where I don't believe in what I'm doing um, as a hobby I teach at uh, two private universities in Estonia I teach uh, entrepreneurship students and human resource students and and I I I get so excited so so passionate about young people nowadays and and like what they you know how a lot of my students they work and they study at the same time and and they really you know and I'm like I'm I'm so excited about like going there and meeting them because it's they teach something to me they share their experiences I respect them um for for how they can manage their lives so it's like I've I've never done anything that that I don't fully fully believe in
0: (laughs) Amazing, amazing. And continuing on that theme, uh, what does a day in the life of Olani look like, morning to evening?
1: Oh, so (laughs) one hour of fighting uh, with uh, two five and six-year-olds to get them to preschool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in the mornings, yeah.
1: (laughs) It it looks like wrestling, I don't know if you try to wrestle an alligator, you know, like. (laughs) It's a very nice thin lying. them down, like, you know, put clothes on them, get their, you know, teeth brushed. That's, that's my youngest one. But, um, so it's, 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 it's very challenging mornings. Um, a, a usual work workday, but the workday is filled with international and global contacts, which is, which is amazing. Like I get to meet people like you who I've never maybe met in real life, but who, who, uh, who I get to speak to, who I get to learn from. So it's, it's, it's really nice. Um, uh, most of my free time in the evenings is, is spent on either reading, um, or movies or, uh, children, um, and cooking. So, so (laughs) (laughs) cooking cooking is a, is a, is a big passion of mine as well. So, so, um, I, I. I am considered somebody whose house you can always come to, and I can fix you up a three-course meal from just the things that I have in my closet. So, so uh, you're welcome to uh, stop by if you ever come to Estonia. We can we can have an international dinner. Um, with lots of
0: wine absolutely and thank you very much for the invitation i'd love to break bread with you um and and the invitation goes both ways as well um but you know as you were describing all of that i'm just thinking you know you're you're a superwoman
1: no no no
0: no <laughs> you know uh, but but no on on a, on a on a lighter note um you know thank you very much again for that invitation and and I'd love to do that and and it's just great to hear how you've organized your your day and uh, even though it comes naturally for you but all the things that bring joy to you as well and and yet you're making a difference to other people and and to the lives of other people as well um share with us any um closing messages or a challenge to other executive leaders or boards uh, or business organizations as a closing message
1: yeah i think i think i think one of the one of the kind of the the key things in a lot of sectors in a lot of companies in a lot of fields is to is to really kind of pin down the, the the why you're doing it um and if the why is in place then um, hard times are are like really kind of not easy, but but they're they're manageable. Um, so so this is this is what I've tried to always like uh, uh, do is that um, if I have my why in place, like, like why am I in this, um, and and if uh, things get tough. Then, like, what keeps me, what what keeps me going, or what keeps me doing this? Then, then it's a lot easier to uh, to face challenges in, in either business or external environment or whatever. And and if you if you if you manage to do that with with other people in your team as well, is that they um, they understand like why you know like why are we doing this? Um, why is it important in the the bigger picture? Like, uh, does it make the world a better place? And it's sometimes it's really hard because like your company or your your business might be doing something very trivial right like you know something that is just a kind of an everyday necessity and, and trying to try, trying to figure out how to how to be proud of that yeah. that, that goal or that uh, that mission that you're uh, that you're doing I think that's that's really
0: important yeah it's absolutely and you know starting with that why and and really delving into it um you, you know and and celebrating that as well as as opposed to just why and then you know just blandly describing the why so it's actually celebrating that regularly which then reminds you um but you know i i i i I can i can i can relate to that uh Well, well we're we're coming to a close here thank you very much for being with us today uh for sharing your journey and um telling us a little bit more about the residency program but what it actually means to businesses and professionals globally and how they can take advantage of this as well so thank you very much for for sh- for sharing that with uh, with us today
1: oh you're very welcome and yes. thanks for inviting me
0: wonderful okay folks thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode uh, with a customer success executive at a global news firm who shares her leadership and personal journey on building people teams and an office in Europe stay tuned hey I hope you enjoy the podcast don't forget to subscribe to the channel you're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content insights and teachings maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listen to my podcast I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur, and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses, created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. I get it, I've been there, done that, but what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from a medium sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes i want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you there are multiple ways we can work with you number one click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakeable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience, and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity, and build a success mindset. So click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.